Hey, it's uh, 50 degrees in uh, Anchorage, Alaska. This is Walk and Talk uh, number 74. Uh, those of you in Phoenix, Arizona, I, uh, rumor has it uh, 100 degrees there. So imagine 50 degrees difference. Uh, Walk and Talk number 74, September 9th. The question is, where's God? The question is, can you identify a fool? Do you know what a fool thinks? Do you know what a fool believes? Uh, lots of us are going through life. Uh, can I just gently say it? Acting like a fool, thinking like a fool. Can you identify the marks of a fool? Can you explain uh, what a fool thinks about? Can you identify the behavior of a fool? Or let's make it uh, more personal. Are you a fool? Do you get caught up in foolish thinking, foolish behavior? So we're talking about the fool says and the fool does. So Psalm chapter 14 verses 1 to 7 uh, gives a definition, a philosophical mindset, and a ethical framework of a fool. So Psalm chapter 14, verse 1, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. So basically, uh, in Psalm 14, verse 1, the fool in Hebrew, Nabah, N-A-B-A-L in English, says, no God. The fool says, where's God? Now, before you start thinking this is speaking of an atheist or an agnostic, an atheist is uh, someone who doesn't believe God exists, and an agnostic is someone who says, I can't prove that God exists. But the fool here is someone, anyone, could even be someone who believes in God. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. In other words, you sometimes find yourself thinking, where's God? Do you sometimes find yourself doing the unthinkable? Do you sometimes find yourself caught up in, uh, there's no God. There's so much corruption. There's so much brokenness. Uh, there's so much uh, sin and pain and suffering. You get caught up in, there's no God or where's God? So the fool has said in his heart, now notice, this is an inside uh, 
process. So it starts in the heart. The heart is the center of your emotions. Uh, the heart represents uh, your, your feelings. But the heart also uh, in the Bible is also a reference to the thought process. There's this deep inner thought process. So the fool is someone who has had some deep thinking and he has come to the conclusion, she has come to the conclusion, the fool says, no God. There is no God. So it starts in the heart. You think about it for a long time because of your circumstances, because of your pain, because of the brokenness of life, because of the suffering of life. And out of that, through your mouth, you make this pontification, this announcement, there is no God. So somewhere in life, anybody on any given day can act like, think like, say like, behave like a fool. There is no God. Psalm 14.1 says, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Now, so it starts in the heart, then it comes out of the thinking process out of your mouth and it, it's verbalized there's no God now the next phrase in Psalm 14 verse 1 says they are corrupt they plural anyone who who has thought about it from their heart from deep inside and have come to the conclusion there's no God they're corrupt Verse 1 says, they have committed detestable acts. There is no one who does good. So when you look at verse 1, you're seeing real quick, they are corrupt. So the fool is morally bankrupt. The fool is immoral. The fool is ethically, the fool is behaviorally, the fool is not just thinking wrong, but the fool has turned their back on what God says is right, and the fool's going to do that which they want to do. Detestable acts. Now, it doesn't take long for us to identify what detestable acts would be, corrupt behavior, you have to decide for you what is good behavior and what is bad behavior. But the fool is caught up in bad behavior, immoral behavior, sinful behavior. So let's just suppose you're a Christian. Let's just suppose you believe in God and you get to that point in the week or the month or the year and you just simply are just discouraged frustrated uh, you're, you're unhappy about your marriage about family about job about church about life about you look in the mirror and you just don't like what you see you don't like who you're living with you don't like your friends you don't like pretty much everything 
and you then set out on a path of there's no God. Life's miserable. And then you move from a God who has boundaries, a God who says, this is right, this is wrong. Don't do this. It's okay to do this. And you set on a path of behavior that is corrupt, that is detestable, that really it stinks. You fall into the trap of thinking there's no God, you're the fool, and your behavior shows your foolishness. It's interesting, this last statement in verse 1, there is no one who does good. Have you noticed that in our world, there's plenty of people who think they do good? Now, you got to pause for a moment. This is a statement about the depravity of mankind. This is a statement that God is saying, there's no one who does good. So the fool, the fool doesn't understand this. The fool doesn't agree with this. See, the fool thinks they're good. There's no God to define right or wrong. So they get to define right or wrong. But God is saying, listen, there is no one who does good. So if you're a Christian and you have gotten to a frustration point, a disappointment season, uh, an anger season, when life is just falling apart, it's broken, it's messy, you can move away from the boundaries and the fact that there is a God, and you can set out doing your own detestable, bad, corrupt behavior. And God is just simply calling you and me back Roger, don't forget, no one, there's no one who does good. That's a statement that ties you back that back to there is a God. See, when you think about how broken we are, it pulls us back into the reality that there is someone who is good, and that is God. And guess what God is doing every day? Look at verse 2. The Lord has looked down from heaven on the sons of mankind to see if there are any who understand, who seek God. Now, picture, picture this picture here in verse 2. The Lord has looked down from heaven. You almost get the picture of God in the clouds peeking out of the clouds, casting his eyes over the earth, looking, does somebody get it? Does somebody seek God? See, verse 2 is defining God. Verse 2 is defining the, uh, the ability that God has, the supernatural capacity, attributes. So when you look at verse 2, you see that God is sovereign. You see that God is omniscient. He knows everything. He knows your secrets. He knows your words, your thoughts, your behavior. 
And he's looking to see, is there someone who will acknowledge their depravity? Is there someone who will acknowledge they're sinful? Is there someone who will simply say, my behavior, my attitude, my thoughts are wrong? Is there someone on earth who recognizes they're not good and they need God? Does anyone understand how holy God is? See, what you have here, the fool, the fool is caught up in just simply aborting God. The fool has set in motion this desire to be God, this desire to do whatever they want to do. I think that a lot of us struggle, don't we? Believing in God. Recently, someone said they don't believe the mystical stuff in the Bible. The mysticism in the Bible. They don't believe that God is involved, that God communicates, that God talks, that God embraces humanity. They're basically saying that, that God acts like a detached, faraway God that doesn't look down from heaven. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that God is looking for one person, any one person, who will seek after God. So I'm asking you, are you a fool? Are you seeking? Really? When you go to church, why do you go to church? Do you go to church to gripe about this or that? In your marriage, do you gripe about this or that? In At work, are you known to be a griper, a whiner, a complainer? See, the Bible over and over again says, Roger, speak the truth in love. Don't devour one another. That's one of those detestable acts of a fool. See, the fool gets caught up in acting like they're the boss, in acting like and they don't have any boundaries. And acting like they can do whatever they want because they're God. There's no God. Where's God? So the Lord is looking. Are you a fool? Do you recognize your brokenness? Can you acknowledge there's a God? Can you turn your back on the detestable behavior? The thoughts of whatever displeases God? Look at verse 13, Psalm 14, verse 3, excuse me, Psalm 14, verse 3. They have all turned aside. Together they are corrupt. And notice again, there is no one who does good, not even one. So verse 3 is again a statement of total depravity, but it's, it's an a worldwide global humanity statement together they are corrupt everyone no one who does good not even one person see this is a setup this is a foundational presupposition in the Bible you need God because you're not good I need God because 
I'm not good. Uh, without the boundaries of God, without the laws of God, without the Ten Commandments, for example, without submitting to God, without acknowledging God, where would I go? How would I treat people? You know, the Bible says, Roger, don't let any unwholesome word come out of your mouth. Don't let any unwholesome word come out of your mouth. But every word, the Bible says, that comes out of your mouth is supposed to edify, is supposed to build up. See, any word without love is probably a word that's going to destroy. But love, the love of God, not your love, the love of God, is a game changer. Look with me at verse 4 of Psalm 14, 4. Do all the workers of injustice not know who devour my people as they eat bread and do not call upon the Lord? So what's a fool? A fool is a worker of injustice. A fool is a predator. You know any bullies in your life? You know any people that are domineering? They're highly opinionated. They're blowhards. They're, they just push their verbal junk. They may even manipulate, lie. They may even pressure. They may even intimidate. And they may even physically abuse. It says in verse 4, Do all the workers of injustice not know those people who devour God's people, predators of God's people, even as they eat lunch or breakfast, and do not call upon the Lord. You know, there are bullies, there are predators, there are people who are so foolish, they're constantly trying to destroy people. You know someone, anyone that's not happy? You know anyone who who just doesn't respect boundaries, doesn't respect authority. You know, anyone who, who's just constantly mean, constantly agitating, constantly just dis hateful or spiteful? Workers of injustice. They're not fair. And there's lots of people who I would classify as unreasonable. And there's lots of people I would classify as reasonable. You like to be around reasonable people, don't you? People who are just. But the people who are not fair, who wants to be around them? You see, the fools don't live by justice. The fools live by a broken code, a code of injustice. And they're not going to call on God. Look with me at verse 5. There they are, the fools in great dread, for God is with a righteous generation. Can I remind you, you want to be on God's side. You don't want to be on the fool's side. You want to be on the side that has boundaries, boundaries from God, holiness. You want to be on the side of justice, not injustice. You, you don't want to be corrupt. You want to be moral. 
You want to be loving. You want to be gentle. You don't want to devour and be a predator. It's amazing. Psalm 14, written by David, uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 2,300 years ago, is so real, isn't it? It's so applicable to today. Verse 5, they are in great dread, for God is with a righteous generation. Friends, when you see the foolish behavior of people, whether they realize it or not, they're denying God. You see, foolish behavior is a sign that that person is not following God. Be aware. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. There they are in great dread. See, friends, there is a day of reckoning, and it's sooner than you realize. See, God is, is going to bring justice on the fool. You don't want to be a fool. You don't want to experience the justice of God on yourself for being foolish. It says great dread. It's a terrifying thing to fall into the hands of a holy, living God. Look with me at verse 6, Psalm 14, verse 6. You would put to shame the plan of the poor. The fool does this. You would put to shame the plan of the poor, but the Lord is his refuge. What this is saying is the foolish person prize is a predator on poor people, on the weak on people who don't have the economics or the ability to defend themselves. But I like, but the Lord is the poor person's refuge. So Jesus came for the weak, for the disabled, for the broken, for the downcast, for people who are having problems beyond their capacity to manage them. In this reference, it's referred to poor, not just poor financially, but poor in the sense of an inability to defend themselves. God is their refuge, their fortress. Trust God when the predator comes knocking on your door. Trust God no matter what. Sing God's praises. Don't give up on God. Look with me at verse 7. Psalm 14, verse 7. Oh, that the salvation of Israel would come out of Zion. That's a reference to Jesus. When the Lord restores the fortunes of his people, Jacob will rejoice. Israel will be glad. This is a prophetic verse, verse 7. Uh, it's prophecy. It's announcing that the Lord Jesus Christ comes from the nation of Israel, Zion. Friends, there is a day all wrong will be righted. In other words, a day of justice. The salvation of Israel would come out of Zion. And when the Lord restores the fortunes of his people, Jacob will rejoice and Israel will be glad. Let me encourage you. Please take your life. Take your life and don't play the fool. Identify foolish behavior and step back. Get behind God. The fool is wrapped up in wanting to call the shots, in wanting to tell God what to do.
I would just encourage you, identify the fool in you or the fool in others and then step back. Don't participate in following the path of a fool. Live your life in a life in a way that is honoring to God. Put your heart around what Jesus Christ is all about. Make sure that you understand that every day there is a God. Every day there is justice. Maybe you can't give justice, but I'm gently saying to you, the Lord Jesus Christ can. Never say there is no God. Never say, where's God? Yeah, I understand there are moments when you just can't handle it. But come back to what the Bible says. The fool says there is no God, period. Trust God. We invite you uh, this coming Sunday to our uh, 9.30 and 11 o'clock worship service on campus or online, plus our 11 o'clock upper room. We invite you. Uh, also our 6 p.m. Uh, worship service on campus or online. Uh, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind. Uh, remember Psalm 14, 1 to 7. Where is God? God